Welcome back, everyone. I'm Tony Brown, and you're listening to Firearms Cafe, the show where we discuss the philosophies of responsible firearms ownership, as well as the relevant issues and challenges that we face in the current gun culture. Well, hey, everybody. What is going on? Today is Sunday. It's the 21st of August, 2022. I am back after a long hiatus. Let's go ahead and get that contact info posted, and then we'll jump in with the show. So if you would like to contact me, and I'd love for you to do so, there are a couple of different ways to do that. I have the voicemail, which is area code 206-745-2731. I have an email address, which is firearmscafe at protonmail, P-R-O-T-O-N-M-A-I-L dot com. And that's all one word. And if you would like to send an email, I'll read it out for you on the show. Or if you would like to record your own audio, either through your phone or whatever, and send that to me, feel free to do that, and I will play it for you on the show as well. If you go over to my website, which is firearmscafe.com, you'll find all the social media stuff. And I am also doing a new, uh, what would we call it, video channel, I guess, which is over at Rumble, and I'll talk more about that uh, toward the end of the show. Uh, but if you want to go over to Rumble, my channel is, and it's all one word with the first word of every letter capitalized, which would be the squeaky wheel. So T and the, S and squeaky wheel, uh, W and wheel, those are all capitalized, but all one word. So go over there, check that stuff out. You can see things that are not censored. I am still using my YouTube channel, which is Every Blade of Grass, and I'm up to over 600 people that are subscribed there, so I thought that was great. I do think Rumble is going to be the wave of the future, but like I said, we will talk about that stuff a little bit later in the show. And at the end of the show, we're going to be talking about some format changes, how things are going to happen going forward, that type of deal. All right, let's go ahead. I think that is about it. Oh, I, uh, one last thing. I, it's been so long since I've been sort of with you guys that I've kind of forgotten about it, is I do have a PayPal donation button, and if you would ever feel so inclined to support the show that way, you can just click on that and follow the prompts. If you're looking for another way to support the show other than financially, I would say share on your social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, whatever you've got. Uh, true social, all that type of stuff. Just that the show is kind of coming back and uh, I'd appreciate some listeners. Also, the quite frankly, probably the, the thing that I think is maybe the most oh satisfying thing is when I get people that do send in um, feedback, either feedback or just comments or even just shout outs, just somebody saying, hey, this is you know Dave from Arizona or whatever and just calling in to say hello. All right, let's go ahead and let's jump in with the show. So a lot of stuff has happened since I have put out a show. I believe my last show was back in January, and I talked a little bit about what was going on with Rittenhouse, what was going on with Alec Baldwin, and I was wondering back then, is anything going to happen with Baldwin? Are are they going to investigate it, or is it going to be kind of maybe quietly shoved under the rug, that type of thing. So it looks like maybe the 
and I think it's the FBI could be wrong on this. And, you know, no matter what we think of them kind of now in light of some of the current things that the FBI is, is doing and is being looked at uh, for corruption and being used kind of as a political sledgehammer for, you know, whatever particular party is going to be in power uh, at the time. And a lot of people, you know, they think, well, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't go too far down on it, but whoever is in, in power, you're going to find sympathetic people in the FBI that are going to do the bidding of those politicians, whether it's the Democrats or the Republicans. So the corruption in the FBI needs to be kind of weeded out. How, how that's done, I don't know. But anyway, getting back to the Alec Baldwin thing is, uh, you know, he had always said, well, I never pulled the trigger. It just went off and that, you know, it's never, it was never my fault and all this other stuff. And it looks like what they're saying now is, no, you would have at least had to have pulled the trigger. There had to be something that happened. And uh, this type of a firearm, you know, a single action revolver just doesn't go off. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the future. For some of you guys maybe that don't know, or if this is you're listening to this in, uh, at a, a much later date, he was filming a movie called Rust. It was a Western. And... He pointed the gun, I guess, toward the camera, which happens all the time in movies. The trigger was pulled. It killed the uh, cinematographer and wounded the director. So, like I said, we'll have to see kind of what happens on that. But it looks like they may hold him responsible somewhat. He may get like some type of a manslaughter or a negligent. And I don't know the differences. I used to know the differences between all that stuff. Maybe if somebody knows, you can call in. Uh, but he could get maybe manslaughter, negligent homicide, uh, that type of thing. Anyway, let's talk about probably the biggest thing that has happened since I last put out a show, and that is the Bruin decision of the Supreme Court. And this piggybacks off of Heller and some other things that have happened. And in a nutshell, and I haven't done, to be perfectly honest, I haven't done the amount of research that I should do on this thing. I have listened to a lot of people, a lot of uh, different sources that I think are legitimate and that they know what they're talking about. For me, it my interpretation of it is that the Second Amendment is no longer going to be ruled on, I guess, for lack of a better term, with anything less than very strict scrutiny which means that you have to say that this is a, uh, if a court case or something like that came up, the judges then have to look at it from this, the aspect of this is a individual right that has been codified by the Constitution, meaning it wasn't granted by the government. This is a right that, that you as a human being here in America have. Uh, and you also, when you're when you're looking at what restrictions can be placed on the Second Amendment, or the the judicial interpretation of that, which would be restricting you and I and, and our fellow citizens, is that you have to do it in historical uh, context. So you have to go back and you have to say, okay. When the when the uh, the document and the amendment was first placed, what did it mean, and what was the intent going forward? 
and you would say the intent was that it applied to you and I as individuals or and citizens of this country that we that there couldn't be just arbitrary restrictions and that the idea behind it was that in order for the people of this country to live in a free state meaning to 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 live without to to live with freedom of choice and then liberty to enact those choices is that you can't be subject to arbitrary uh, rulings and regulations and edicts you can't be subject to the whims of a of a out of control government and you cannot be subject to the rule of a tyrannical government that wants to sort of keep its boot on on the neck of the population so it's going to be very very interesting to see what is going to happen do i think that the gun control act of 68 and the uh, nfa act which i believe was what 32 i think 1932 do i think that those things are going to hold up and in some forms they probably will I think, though, that what's going to happen now with, you know, in combination of Heller and Bruin and some other things is that things like magazine bans are going to be ex- extremely difficult for certain states to hold up, especially if you say, oh, there's, what, maybe 8 to 10 states, I think. I think it's maybe about 10 out of the 50 that have magazine restrictions of some sort or other most of them there aren't any bans so it's going to be hard to say that there is a historical context of banning magazines the amount of ammunition that a magazine can hold over the life of the country and especially when you can say well the majority of the states don't even have those so you could say there's really no historical context of when we look at the country as a whole where, where magazine bans and, uh, I guess I should say, capacity restrictions are, are, have been historically put into place. And then to also say, some, some will argue, well, there is a historical context with some of these restrictions, and that goes back to the 30s. And you could say, well, you know, again, a lot of these things were, if you look at the intent of the the what the the framers of the constitution wanted they would say no a lot of these things that atf and a lot of the things in the uh, gun control act of 68 and the uh, nfa of national firearms act of uh, 32 you know a lot of that stuff it's not going to hold up at least in my opinion how long will this take will it take four or five years for some things probably will it take maybe 10 15 years for other things maybe Uh, do i think that they'll ever be repealed in its in their entirety probably not what i do think again if we go back even just to the magazine capacity restrictions i think a lot of those things are going to be struck down i also think a lot of the the uh, places like california where you can't have hollow point in uh, ammunition uh, certain certain firearms they don't want you to have or certain features that you can't have on, let's say, something like an AR-15, I think a lot of those things are going to go away. I think they're going to be challenged. I also think that if we look at certain NFA items, and if we look at certain things that are maybe restricted from the uh, Gun Control Act of 68, I think a lot of stuff is going to 
be challenged and eventually will be struck down. And a lot of the things that the ATF does, because they are so arbitrary, I don't think that the, I think probably through judicial challenges and court challenges, they're going to have to change a lot of the the rulings that they're making. And I don't think that they're going to be able to be so arbitrary in their edicts and in, 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 in basically what they're doing is you have a, a, a bureaucratic agency that is superseding what the legislative branch of Congress is supposed to do. And so Congress is supposed to make the laws. Or if you have individual states, uh, and, and since the, the ATF is a federal agent, this would, this would fall under the purview of Congress. Also, you have a lot of the states that fall along with that stuff. So at, at a minimum, all this stuff would have to go through state legislature for individual states. However, having said that, they still have to fall within the purview of the Constitution. So any laws that any state would make, let's say like California, opens itself up to challenge if they're trying to do restrictions because it still has to comport with what's said in the Constitution because the Constitution is the supreme law of the land. Or it's supposed to be. And we, we all know that in practice right now, that's not what's going on. What are some of the things that I think are going to be challenged probably very, uh, very quickly and in the coming couple of years? I think that suppressors are going to be one of the big things that is going to go probably off of the, of the list. I think that probably short barrel rifles I think that type of thing is going to be challenged. I don't think that there is going to be enough um, historical context to limit those things. Again, they, a lot of this stuff was just arbitrary things that they, they made up because they didn't want somebody to be able to saw off a shotgun or, or cut down a rifle and then hide that in a coat or a jacket. But when you look at the amount of what we call AR pistols or even AK pistols or other things like that, we're not seeing that those are being used any more or less or that there's any huge crime waves that are going on because of that. So I think those things will be challenged. I think that they're going to say it's um, eventually they may come out with stuff and say, look, if you, if you have something that shoots a rifle round, what would be considered a rifle round, then whatever you have is going to be considered a rifle. And then if you have something that shoots a pistol round, it's going to be considered a pistol. Or, you know, I, you know, I don't know. So are, are they going to call something that has a 16-inch barrel and shoots 357? You know, so something out of like a lever action, are they going to consider that a pistol? Or are they going to say, no, that's a rifle? Uh, but it doesn't, you know, and but we just don't care about barrel length. None of that matters. So, you know, I, I don't know. Um, they, and they may consider, they may say something like, well, this is still, it's a, it's a rifle, but it's with a shorter barrel, but it's still a rifle. We're not going to pretend it's a pistol uh, just because you're putting some, or you're not putting certain things on. So I also think things like having a stock as opposed to a brace, I think that's going to be challenged and that will probably go away. So anyway, I would, I think what I'm going to do is we're going to probably call it to a close for the show today. I would love to hear from you guys 
on what you think about the recent Supreme Court decisions. What do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to be challenged? What do you think is going to be struck down? And let me give you that contact info again. If you want to use call in, do a quick voicemail. It's area code 206-745-2731. If you would like to record your own audio, have me play it for you. Or if you want me to read out your email that you send in, you can send that to me at firearmscafe at protonmail.com. All one word, firearmscafe at protonmail.com. All right, my friends, that is going to do it for the show today. As I had said earlier, I am going to talk a little bit about some of the nuts and bolts. So if you're interested in that, you can uh, stick around. If not, I will uh, talk to you guys next time. All right. Well, if you stuck around, we're going to be talking a little bit about the nuts and bolts of the show. So what's it going to look like going forward? What am I going to do to try and be a little bit more consistent for you guys? I'd like to put out maybe about two shows a week. And yeah, you heard that right, two shows a week. I've got stuff set up here at the house where it's a little different, and I think I will have this the quote-unquote studio space to, uh, to be able to facilitate that. The shows themselves, I'm planning on them having to be, uh, they'll be a little bit shorter, they'll be, around 30 minutes or so. I'm not planning to go much over 30 minutes. And they will deal primarily with one subject. Now, that will primarily be just me yapping. If there's a lot of feedback, it may go over because people, if they send in stuff, then that 30-minute window uh, restriction uh, that I'm putting on myself kind of will go out the window. Uh, So... We'll see. I I understand why I'm not getting a lot of feedback, and I know that there is out in the in the oh what do we want to call it in the digital space or something. There's a lot more competition than when I first started way back in 2008 with this podcast. I think I've probably at at, at my peak had around 3,500 to 4,000 people or so that were subscribed and listening kind of on a regular basis. And you had people that kind of came and went in there, but it was always right around in those numbers. And right now I would be surprised if I were, if I had, you know, four or 500, I would be very surprised if I had more than that. So I want to build those numbers back up. I'd like to get back up to where, you know, as as many people as possible are listening and also contributing. That's one of the big things that I would like to have again is people sending stuff in, not even necessarily supporting me financially, but just supporting me through participation in the show. Uh, so like I said, I'm, I'm probably going to drop a show maybe for sure I want to do it on a Monday and then maybe midweek. So I may try and do like a Monday and a Thursday or so. Uh, so that you start off the week with the show and you kind of end the in the week with the show. Uh, so uh, we'll see on that and we'll see how it goes. But I'd like to do that. I'd like to kind of get caught up. If you look at the amount of time that I've been doing the podcast and how it goes up and down, you know, I should have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of shows. And I want to try and get caught up with some of that. 
And uh, but, but again, I don't want the content to just be filler. I want it to be things that I'm actually doing. There's there's a lot of stuff that's happening current events wise, which we, you know we just talked about in the show uh, earlier that you heard going on. So there's going to be tons of uh, challenges and tons of things that are going to be happening. Uh, that are going to be good things for us and some things that are probably not going to be so great uh, in the Second Amendment and firearms community. Uh, But I think that's kind of it. That's kind of where I'm going. I wouldn't mind having some of you guys out there, especially if you're uh, going to be willing to send some stuff in, maybe kind of hold hold my feet to the fire, kind of keep me accountable for you guys. I had also talked earlier very, very briefly about Rumble. And Rumble, I think, has the potential to maybe not, I don't even want to say it's going to topple, excuse me, topple YouTube, but I do think that it has the potential to be a viable alternative to something like YouTube. uh, YouTube is that expression, you know, go woke, go woke, go broke. YouTube right now is the 800-pound gorilla, but there are some other gorillas that are coming into the enclosure. So, And I think if YouTube keeps doing things where they censor people, even if the people that are getting censored are maybe wouldn't line up with others out there politically, there are enough people, I think, who are going to say, well, that's really not right. You should You should be able to let people kind of speak, and it shouldn't, uh, it, it shouldn't have to follow uh, an agenda of one particular party or another. So it shouldn't have to be... Uh, let, let's look at that Rumble. Rumble is not trying to say you have to be super right, right-wing to come over here. I, have, I haven't seen a lot of far-left people, but I'm sure that if far-left people came on there, they wouldn't be kicked off the platform. They wouldn't be censored. So anyway, if you go over to my Rumble channel, which is the squeaky wheel, and I'd like you to follow me over there if I think follows the term they have for uh, subscribers. Uh, also still follow me over on YouTube. Uh, subscribe over there, get the numbers up. And uh, eventually, I think what's going to happen is YouTube will become my mirror channel for Rumble right now. Rumble is sort of my mirror channel for YouTube. I think I've only got maybe like 21 people that follow me or something on there. Maybe not even that. I I may have zero at this point. So I would ask if you have stuck around for this and you're willing to go over to Rumble, sign up for an account. It's free. Um, There's no subscription like paywalls or anything over there. Uh, But eventually that's one thing that I may do not not a paywall, but I may do. My brain's kind of getting ahead of my mouth here a little bit. I'm thinking about once I get my quote unquote studio space set up the way that I want. I'm thinking about also doing uh, some video stuff to where you can actually see me and you can watch the stuff on uh, probably and I'll probably have that maybe exclusive to Rumble just to see if it would actually generate any numbers or anything over there. There'll still always be a podcast, and the way that I would do it is I would have a separate feed uh, that goes in and records just the audio, and then I would have my camera equipment that would do the actual video. So 
Anyway, like I said, I invite you guys to go over to Rumble, check it out, do some of the stuff. What I've been doing is um, I've done a thing where I did a, a slide stop fix video and I've got a, another video that I just recently posted of me changing out a front sight on one of the Glock slides that I have. And on the YouTube version, I have a little sad panda that comes up and sort of blocks stuff so that YouTube, I, I would I conform with the guidelines over there. On Rumble, of course, it's uncensored. And uh, kind of repeating myself again, I think that is going to be the downfall or a leak in the boat, so to speak. Maybe not the total downfall, but uh, it's going to cause YouTube to bleed off a lot of people. It seems like the numbers of people that are creators and channel creators over on Rumble is going up. And I think that's just going to continue. The The big change with that will happen is when you have people that are uh, woodworkers and people that are uh, makeup artists, like, and, and when you have cooking channels and all sorts of stuff are saying, oh, you know what? From a principled standpoint, I should... Uh, if, if I don't believe in censorship and if I believe in free speech, I should go over and at least have a mirror channel over on on uh, on Rumble, on a place like that, on a platform where I know that they're not censoring people. So, all right. Well, I think that will do it for today. This is going to be kind of uh, the sort of the nuts and bolts things. And this really, this type of thing won't be much on, on the regular shows. We'll be able to hopefully keep them pretty concise. And that way it'll allow me to say, oh, you know, there was a, another thing I wanted to talk about. Well, I can do that because I'll have another 30-minute window and doing a couple of shows. Who knows? I may even get up to three a week. I kind of doubt it. Um, one, I guess, final thing. I know we're doing a lot of one final things here, which I tend to do, but I am still doing my Arm Date podcast, so if you want to go over and check that out, feel free to do that. I tend to, I think because it's a little bit more free-flowing, I tend to do that maybe a little bit more often. Um, and uh, so we'll, we'll see on there. And over there, I'm a little bit uncensored maybe with language, although I'm not uh, you know, a total cursing machine or anything over there. Over here, with this particular show, I tend not to... Um, want to use kind of foul language or anything like that. Not that I'm a prude or anything, but I think it just opens it up to more people. So, all right, for reals this time, for real, for real, I uh, am going to close out and I hope to hear from you guys and I will talk to you very, very soon.
I'm not gonna get home. 